Hey everybody, I'm Peter and I dumped my Jupa to lose a few pounds. He's a pretty good fighter for his age. It's Mike. How's it going? Mm, yeah, pretty good. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what I was thinking about today? What? I, I was in the shower and just contemplating like life and death and aging sure. and things like that. Yeah, normal. I realized that in like four or five years, I'm going to look exactly like Captain Rex yeah um that's not a bad thing no i think he's a pretty handsome man but yeah i'm like i'm starting to go pretty gray for my age i'm and i'm uh bald and have like an olive complexion like he does i think it's gonna be a nice look at least cosplaying will be easier <laughs> yeah maybe i'll just show up to everything as the as a endor captain rex and i'll come as general dodonna it'll be perfect <laughs> Cool. So, you ready to do this, Mike? I'm ready. You ready? Yep. Let's go. Let's do it. So, we are joining today to talk about season two episode four relics of the old republic ezra and the crew begin to develop friendships with captain rex and his colleagues prompting them to work together against an attack by agent callus yeah just a quick recap because this is to be continued you want to fill the people in on kind of generally what happened in the last episode yeah so ezra and the crew the ghost crew minus Hera and Chopper are sent down to Silo, this salt planet, more or less. Which sounds like, uh, like, like a Cisco, like yeah. a '90s R&B star. It's like Cisco totally. and Silo on tour right now. It actually probably is one. Oh yeah, wait, isn't that the dude, like the bald dude who looks like an egg? Yes. There oh, it is. Oh, I totally forgot. Oh. Well, there you go. They're sent to that guy's head to um <laughs> to rescue not rescue but get captain rex mm -hmm. and along with captain rex some intel on some potential bases for the rebels in the future yep um because rex has all this info and he has not been getting communications it's kind of weird so soka is like hey you guys go down to this planet they go down to this planet they find rex along with wolf and gregor and howl's moving att and they agree to help the rebels give them the information if they help them catch big bongo the space worm <laughs> so they can eat for a year they successfully catch big bongo mm -hmm. but during all of this, Gregor has sent transmissions to the Empire, to Agent Callus, that they have Jedi. And he does this out of fear and hopes of, well, I don't know, what would you call that? Of Yeah. It's I kind guess of weird, weird motivation. Yeah, I think he's just, he's like a hermit, I think. Like, uh, he's been alone, alone for too long and just really wants to stay out of trouble, you know? Yeah. So, I think he's just nervous if the Empire comes to investigate, they're going to start hassling them and yeah. bad things are going to happen. But he quickly regrets that decision, mm -hmm. apologizes, everyone quickly accepts <laughs> his apology. 
and we are left with the Empire coming to Silo and the rebels awaiting their arrival. Uh, mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Hera, Hera and Chopper are up in the Ghost trying to fix the hyperdrive. Yep. So here we are. The Ghost is out of commission uh, in orbit and a Viper droid attacked the crew on the walker and so now the phantom is damaged too so they can't get out get away on the phantom either yeah so a lot of a lot of moving parts for this episode but see uh the next episode episode four of this uh season two starts and one of my questions from the last episode gets answered where do they store big bongo (laughs) apparently they just tie him to the hood of the car they strap him right on the side there. Mm-hmm. No refrigeration needed. Yeah, it seems very unsanitary. Is that like it's not food safe? Well, one of our guests in the last episode brought up this is a salt planet, so perhaps that's a preservative. But I don't know. That seems. Yeah. That seems. I don't know. It's maybe they're just drying it, like you said. Maybe they're going worm jerky. Worm jerky, yeah. Um, we'll get to Big Bongo in a sec because I, I have a couple issues. Um, but as we you don't need to get to Big Bongo in a sec, we just got to Big Bongo. <laughs> well, later in the later in the episode, this is what frustrates me actually. So later in the episode, there's they're trying to get away from the Empire and they need to drop some weight, so they just drop Big Bongo, Big Bongo, yeah, and just like let let him loose, yeah, which. I already had a problem with that whole worm thing from the last episode. I thought that kind of dragged down the entire thing. And now, so this is just showing that that entire plot was pointless. Yeah. I, I wrote down when he says, let me look at my notes. Uh, when he says, Gregor, drop, you know, drop the worm. I just wrote yeah. down and said, Gregor, drop the entire last episode. <laughs> totally. And it's like, I feel like I I don't want to go too down, too far down this wormhole, uh, um, but you know, there's a lot of quote unquote useless plots that can happen like in the last Jedi and the, and the casino planet, which was my least favorite part of the movie. But a lot of people say it's useless. Yeah. I disagree know, I, I, because of character uh, development reasons, right? This had no character development. Like no one is a closer friend. Like Zeb didn't learn anything. I think we, I think if anyone has it last episode, we see Kanan's slow, like he's starting to drop some of his prejudice a little bit, a little bit, (laughs) a little bit by the end of the last episode. You almost killed my friend. So now I trust you more. Yeah. You know, he's slowly, (laughs) but he's slowly getting, but he is, I think at the end of the last episode, we saw him. So, if if I'm playing devil's advocate, which I'm really doing here, because I agree with you, mm-hmm. um, I think it was about Kanan's character development. That's about it, and you know, yeah. But I'd argue it's that a filler like, episode. I'd argue that like the exchange in the Phantom between him and Ezra, and then Rex coming in is what started that development. I don't think the Jupa did anything. Like, I'm not saying the whole episode's useless. I no, think just we that saw, Jupa we saw mechanism. A, yeah, we saw a scene in the last episode though where Kanan came outside and saw Rex talking to Ezra in a very kind of like mentor fatherly way. Mm -hmm. And I think Kana noticed that. So, you know, he's, you know, I feel like it's not a moment, but compounded kind of experiences that lead to Kanan's eventual, 
you know, yeah. turn. I think we're in agreement. I just think yeah. we could have taken the whole Jupa thing out and that oh. all could still have happened. Totally agree. I, yeah. That would be an episode I'd probably never watch again. Yeah. I've, yeah. The Jupa's probably taken place of Space Whales as my new, like, punching bag of dumbest thing in Rebels. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, so Rex gives them the data chip, as you mentioned, that has a list of all, I think for the list he said was Republic bases, um, like hideouts for pirates and Imperial. Like he just has this list of all these places that evidently he was really up on like Imperial real estate. Yeah, they are. Coordinates of every Republic base, separatist installation, pirate hideout, and smugglers dead in the outer rim. Plus a few Mandalorian bases that even Dave forgotten about. Thank you, Captain. And also what else? Do you remember? And a few bases on Mandalore that oh, even yeah. Mandalorians don't know yeah, about. Totally. Which doesn't make sense to me, but you know, maybe that'll be filled out in Siege of Lothal. Fuck. <laughs> Maybe that'll get filled out in Siege of Mandalore. Siege. Yeah, I always say Siege of Lothal now. There's Very so confusing. Sieges. Yeah, things are always getting sieged. Do you think there's a siege in Clone Wars? I bet. Well, I mean, there will be. No, we know that for a fact. I'm sure there there is one. No, like a, an episode called. I don't know if that's the name yeah. of the episode, but there was a episode where I think it's Luminar and Dooley was like leading a bunch of troopers against some sort of fortress and it was like she was sieging the fortress i think grievous was inside i don't know i don't know the name of the episode though but lots of sieges that's fair um so they know that the empire's on on its way but the clones say they are gonna buy some they're gonna get some time for the rebels and let them fix their ship and they will hold off the empire while the rebels escape which they the rebels actually have a problem with because they think that the clones should come and join up. Well, and I like during this exchange when they're having this conversation too, Zeb, who seems to be developing a fondness for Gregor and Wolf's kind of cavalier Mm -hmm. uh, militarism. Like, I don't know. He, he like nudges uh, Gregor and is like, or Wolf, I don't remember which one. He's like, yeah, you don't fight too bad for an older gentleman. And like, kind of, and they kind of like yeah. nudge each other. And I was like, ooh, this is a real, <laughs> this is a little past platonic at this point. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That, is that your new shipping target? Uh, yeah, that would be great. Um, Greg Zib, Zib Gregor. We got to figure out a better shipping name. Um, so Hera is in orbit, as you mentioned, and they ask her to keep an eye out for any Imperials coming because they know it's about to happen. So she's doing that while doing the repairs. And just as she says, the coast is clear, the Star Destroyer comes into orbit. Gonna be down here a while longer. Give me some good news. Has the Empire showed up yet? I'm a little busy finishing repairs on the ghost, but Chopper's been scanning. So far, nothing. And interesting move to avoid, I mean, it makes, actually, I have a lot of questions about it, but mm-hmm. to avoid being detected, they turn off all the power, which yep. we've seen before in Star Wars, but what we've not seen before is for asking Chopper to go into low power mode as well. 
Yeah. Have do, we seen do, that? I can't remember. Because, and I, I'm like, I'm like struggling. I feel like we've seen the, like going to low power mode to like kind of, you know, sail by, but yeah. then asking a droid to do that, like. Well, didn't uh, Han do that to C-3PO in Empire? Did he tell C-3PO to go into low? I think so. I can't remember if it was just because he was annoying him, so he turned him off. Yeah. Or if it was like, <laughs> it was the part where they're floating away as garbage, so they turn everything off. Okay. Well, I could be wrong. I don't um, know. But I thought that was an interesting move. Um, and I, I like how much Chopper protests. <laughs> like, she's like, no, 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 no. And then like Hera just does it anyway. Like just kills him. Um, oh, man. So, so they're sailing. So they're sailing right yep. by the Star Destroyer um, that has Callus on board. Yep. Callus FaceTimes Wolf. He's yep. like, give us your coordinates oh. so we can investigate the call. And he, uh, Wolf, Wolf tries an awful a, job. Yeah. Awful job so of bad. covering up. It's like when Ezra pretended to be someone else. Like, remember yeah. when he was like, yep, that's me. I'm, <laughs> that's what Wolf is doing here. He's like, that's me. I'm Wolf. I'm like, why are you pretending to be yourself? You are yourself. You don't have to pretend. Yeah. And he was like, oh, my, uh, my uh, old cybernetic eye must be acting up again. And then Callus has the picture of the phantom on the walker. And he's like, nope. <laughs> Which I thought was a cool move. And then Rex interrupts. This image was taken by one of our probe droids. It clearly shows you harboring known rebels. Now surrender them or be destroyed. If it's a fight you want, I hope you brought a better class of soldier than those stormtroopers. They serve the Empire well, and I have a great many of them. You're gonna need all of them. <laughs> I like these guys. Yeah, because I well, I like the I like the rift between clone troopers and stormtroopers. Yeah. Oh yeah. He says, if it's a fight you want, I hope you brought a better class of soldiers than those stormtroopers. Yeah, which I liked a lot. Yeah, I I, I think that's really cool. I like yeah. that. There's like a like a a division between the two of like oh, not as good as us kind of thing. Yep. Um. Um. I also. So this is an interesting move I'd be, I want to get your thoughts on is Captain Mustache is like, all right, so should we do some orbital bombardment? And Cal's like, no, prepare the troops oh, for ground assault. Terrible. Why? I thought, I mean, if anything, you know, I guess arrogance is kind of the hubris of so many villains and it's kind of calluses here. It's like an aerial bombardment probably would have ended this would have been the last episode of rebels <laughs> yeah had he said yes yeah it would have been the Hera and chopper like, because chronicles yeah, because an aerial bombardment would have taken out that because first of all their little their little walker moves so slow yeah that an aerial bombardment would have been so easy and it's you know callus is obviously pumped up because you know they're they're both kind of puffing their chests at each other and he wants yep. to show them that he could take them you know with his stormtroopers yeah i wonder if it has something to do with the fifth brother showing up um and the fifth brother hasn't shown up yet well he showed up in the last episode of like they know no, that he's no. there right oh wait oh yeah no was, no, okay. no. Mind, the fifth brother shows up in this episode maybe it has something to do with darth vader then i don't know i'm trying to wonder like what's his motivation to prove himself i guess because it doesn't make a lot of sense. The only other thing I can think of is maybe his orders to bring Kanan and Ezra back alive. Do you think this could be evidence, early evidence of Callus's 
eventual defection and that he's like that would be too easy we would just destroy all the rebels like you know what let's make this fair like i'm gonna i'm gonna come yeah. down to you this will give you a chance to get away maybe i don't know that's an I interesting think thought it's just definitely a stretch but i could see someone using that in like uh look at all the evidence uh, he could have destroyed them here and here and here but yeah didn't. i don't know um that's so stretch, but yeah so instead they launch a bunch of tie fighters and the tie fighters come down and start shooting um i just like one. not a bunch there's just one i think it was just the one that was like scanning the area for them i thought it was three actually because um oh or was it one because one of them was shot down by a rocket launcher is that the only one yeah okay that's the only then, one and then and then there's none left okay never mind then so i so, said yeah so they bring a tie fighter out and during this thing, while the TIE Fighter's shooting at him, there's a couple quotes I want to I wanna shout out because I thought they were sure. all really good. Ezra, while they're being shout out, goes, we're setting Minox on this thing. Yeah, that was weird. I like, I feel like he's done that a couple times where like they just take normal Earth English sayings and just put like yeah. a, it's like, you know, like two Wampas in the bush is better than like one in the hand or whatever um <laughs> yeah. so i thought that was interesting i also like that because the, we know there's no we know there's no ducks in the universe yep both both ducks in the, in the original script wasn't that in sitting ducks was in there and then oh, we just wanted to change yeah. it for a new hope i think yeah i forgot about that <laughs> oh jeez. um so I also like that the clones are excited because they're like, we haven't been shot at in years. And so yeah. it happens to us every day. So that, that was a good one. And then they're asking why they're not using the big gun on the walker. And Rex says, the big guns use us in this situation. And they reply, oh, like you guys? Yeah. <laughs> Burn. Good thing. Yeah. Those all made me chuckle. I also thought besides this scene being comic, it did show the the value of the clone troopers like mm. they do have wisdom. they do have some wisdom like they're not as cavalier they are more methodical and like yep. their methods work and yep. you know the rebels are just kind of coming in like guns bla like literally guns blazing yeah. and they're like the clones are just sitting back like no that's not how you do it like this is how you do mm. it and so i thought that was nice yeah, yeah, totally. Rex like tells them specifically, like, shorten up your leads. You're wasting ammo that way. It's like he he yeah. has that tactical thing that the rebels don't yeah. have yet. So I think that's a good point. And the other thing I appreciate is I like that Gregor is the one that shoots down yeah. the Tie Fighter with a rocket launcher because like it's easy to with his crazy demeanor and his brain damage to just be like, oh, he's just a wacky uncle. But I mean, he shows his chops there too. Yeah, they're all really competent. Yeah, definitely. Um. Yeah, and so then after the TIE Fighter gets downed, we have walkers on the horizon. Yep, before the um, walkers actually come, um, I like that they're kind of just chilling, they're kind of preparing, and Ezra and Rex just have like a little casual conversation just reminiscing about the Clone Wars. I thought that scene was weird. Um, sorry to interrupt you, but no, I've right. been watching... Um, <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Band of Brothers recently. Yeah. And so it's funny. I just love how like he asks him about war with such like a, hey, tell me about war. <laughs> then yeah, yeah. He just jumps. Like, it's great. Like you have a great leader. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh man, he's really, I wonder if he's just like harboring so much like PTSD and 
Like he's probably. really good at burying that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably he's just gonna snap one day. <laughs> he did shoot out uh, Anakin or shout out Anakin, which I liked. He said that the general I fought with is amongst the greatest of the Jedi. I trusted him with my life more times than I can count. Yeah, which is just ironic because yeah. Anakin is trying to hunt him down now. So sad. Yeah. Um, there's also a bunch of Easter eggs that we noticed about the tank while they're kind of hanging ar- around. There's a bunch of posters on the tank and I was able to do some research and identify a bunch of them. Um, so there's a couple interesting ones too. So one of them's for Leku Lex, which is a poster of a green skin Twi'lek female in a tight revealing outfit. <laughs> Ooh, saucy. <laughs> Ooh. There's also a poster for a, a club called the 79s, which we saw in Clone Wars, um, which is a club on Coruscant that's just for clones. Why would you have a poster of that? Well, maybe they just, I mean, yeah. it's the one club that clones are allowed to go in. It's sure. probably like if you had like a, I don't know if there's like an LGBTQ bar that is like you have affinity for. They probably yeah. have like, I don't know. They're just really sure. like just some good times of... Hanging sure. out with bros, picking up on clone ladies. All right, fair enough. Um, there's also clone a, ladies. Yeah, I just assume, I was thinking about that because I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds really good. But then it's like, oh no, it's just a club full of yeah guys Testo- who look Te- exactly the, like so you. much testosterone. That's the most boring club. <laughs> or it's actually a really fun club because oh. like everyone can just really let go. Like, yeah. oh man, I can just be myself because everyone is just myself. That's a good point. And everyone's probably into the same things you're into. So it's like, oh, have you heard that cool Bon Jovi song? And everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Actually, I like this club a lot now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, the, there's a post for Outer Rim Supply Company, which was a company that was active during the Clone Wars. Um, and then you also see a drawing of a Jupa with hash marks to count the number of Jupas they've killed. The number Ooh. is 12. Yeah, it's not that impressive. Yeah, but I've got to imagine if if a Jupa... Well, I don't know if it's just Big Bongo or all Jupas. is said it could feed it for a year, so that's 12 years worth of food. Yeah, all right. And there's one last one that's really weird. I'm going to put this in the show notes because I have no idea what this is. There's no context. I found it. I found a clear picture in like the design documents that they had for the show. I'm pretty sure there's a picture of sexy Padme. What? And I'm not joking about it. It look there's a girl who looks just like Padme with Padme's blaster, and she's like sitting, kind of like you know the Miller High Life girl, like who's sitting in front okay. of a moon. I need to see this right now. Okay. How did you find this? I, it's really hard to find. I'll see if I get. I'll, I'll send it to you in the chat. Okay. Everyone say it. We'll so, pause it real quick. Okay. One sec. Sure. Okay, I just sent you the picture. Okay. That is... That's not... That has to be Padme. Right? That looks exactly like her. I mean, I don't know... That's weird, right? Because Rex knew Padme, too. That is so strange. Yeah. I kind of want to get that... I want to get a tattoo of that now. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, a cool picture. The art. It looks the like it would go really on like cool. the side of like a World War One plane. 
Yeah, totally. I am taking this and doing something with it. <laughs> that sounds like creepy. that's not what i meant i meant like i'm gonna i wanna you know i make the art for our podcast and i wanna yeah i wanna i wanna rebels rebels this up yeah totally that'd be awesome i'll I'll post the picture on a twitter and stuff like that too yeah that's weird okay well (laughs) so we have the walkers on the horizon yep coming towards us um i call them walkers you call them Adats, let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> I, call, um, I call them AT-ATs for, oh, for clarity's okay. sake because yeah. I'm civilized. Yeah, just walkers. Just yep. um, so, they're coming. Yeah. The first thing I, th- the first thing I thought is this is going to be the most slow chasing. <laughs> like, it's going to be so slow. Yeah. Here we go. Um, and I was really worried that it was just going to be a, a, like a, like when I remember, I remember first seeing it and having kind of a similar thought of like, where could this go? How could this get exciting? Cause it doesn't feel like it is going to be, but then we have a second element introduced that in front of them are the walkers behind them is a approaching storm. Yep. So some things about these walkers that I thought were kind of interesting is, um, so these walkers are different than the ones we saw in Hoth. Um, they're an earlier model and they're a lot bigger than the ones that are on Hoth. Um, so the walker that the clones are living on right now is kind of the first generation from Clone Wars. The ones they're about to fight are the second generation and then the ones they fight on Hoth are the third generation. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I think because you will see later in the series, they t- face off against these walkers a bunch of times, and you see things like... I think and this like, is pre-Rogue One as well. Yep. So, I, I think... I wonder which one, if the Rogue One ones, or these ones, or the Hoth ones, I'm not sure. You said a lot of one there. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, they... So, there's a couple, because they say in here, the weakness is on the neck, which I don't know how Sabine would know that. Um, but she says, like, they're weak on the neck. We see them... At one point, I think Kanan later in the series cuts through one of their legs with their lightsaber. So my assumption yeah. is they got this kind of feedback from the field testing from the rebels and they upgraded it for the ones on Hoth because those those seem a lot stronger than the ones that we see in Rebels, which yeah. I thought was interesting. Absolutely. Yeah, I also it also it's interesting to me that they don't it seems like they don't know what these things are. Falling over. Wait, look at the size of those things. Huh. Reinforced armor plating, heavy cannons, and anti-personal blasters. Mm. I'm glad you guys are so excited, but those giant death machines are on their way to blow us to bits. So this yeah, might the be the first. Have never seen them. Yeah, the clones have never seen them. They must not be like they must be brand new. Like they they haven't been rolled out across the universe yet. Which I'm is curious interesting to know to canonically where the very first appearance of these walkers is. and this might be it honestly and this is a very early this is a very early showing of them Mm -hmm. so i'm wondering if this is the first time i've ever seen them yeah now that i'm thinking about it i want to research this but i wonder if the rogue i think the rogue one walkers might be the same ones as this because there's a scene where i think one of them's taken out by a rocket launcher in rogue one 
It just hits it in the head and blows up. And I feel like that wouldn't have happened to the ones on Hoth. Hmm. Yeah, just, just one. We'll, we'll see. We can, I'll, I'll research some more. That might be okay. interesting. Um, well, so the, the, the plan here mm-hmm. is to turn and run into the storm. Yep. Have the walkers follow you. Um, that portion of the plan is not bad. Yeah, it actually, seems, I actually kind of liked that. I mean, later parts of the plan seem a little <laughs> wonky, but that portion yeah. doesn't seem bad. And this is my favorite part of the episode. And I had to look up who the lighting and effects supervisor was here. This is Joel Aaron. Yeah. So him and his team, I think, do an amazing job here of making yeah. this standstorm like a character in this episode. Because mm-hmm. it really is. It's like a living, breathing part of this. And it's so well done and yeah. uh i i think i think it's one of the cooler parts honestly the, uh, just everything the way it looks the the way it, the characters have to interact with it um yeah i think it's really cool and um i love that the walkers have headlights <laughs> yeah <laughs> um that's really cool too i think that's a, i i totally agree with you this looks beautiful and i think if you i think rebels recon is where I saw it, but there's like kind of a behind the scenes thing where they show them actually lighting and figuring out like the behind the scenes stuff of how they created the walkers and mm. the sandstorm and stuff like that. And it was really fascinating. Oh, that's cool, man. I have all those recons since I ha- they came on the Blu-ray and yep. I haven't been watching them. That's something I got to do again. Yeah. They have them on YouTube too. Pro tip for anyone who doesn't have the Blu-rays. They're, they're really interesting for some cool behind the scenes stuff. Hmm, cool. Another interesting design element that you're going to love is, do you, do you know how they came up with this second generation walker? No. Oh, God. <laughs> they took a picture from Joe Johnston that he drew okay. for Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Then they took a picture that Ralph McQuarrie drew of walkers okay. for, for Empire Strikes Back, and then they combined them into one walker. Oh, that's and then they're like, Yeah, that actually, I thought that was kind of interesting. It was like, all right, we got these two walkers that don't look like anything let's combine them and that'll be like a new type of walker so all right that's fair i don't think it's awful also another running bit that we have time for helmet talk helmet talk it's time for helmet talk that's our new jingle for helmet talk (laughs) yeah we probably need one yep so we go into the cockpit of the atat and this is the first time we see atat pilots yeah um so they have this red trim around them which is pretty interesting. Yeah. And they wear life support suits. Yeah. Uh, um, that's specific to whatever the weather of the planet is because yeah. the ATAT's cockpits pressurize and has no climate control. So like if it's really cold, I guess like they have to wear suits that let you survive in the cold. I feel like the empire has no climate control ever. <laughs> yeah. It was really weird. But what do you, what do you think about these helmets? Um, I, 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 I noticed that they were different, but oh. didn't really take any note about it. So I was like, eh, yeah. they're not the most offensive thing I've seen in rebels helmet wise. Yeah. The thing that I thought was interesting. Um, yeah, I'm a little whatever on them. I like the red trim on the white. I feel like you don't see a lot of color on stormtroopers too much. So I like that. Um, but one thing is like if, so they have to be in pressurized like spacesuits, basically. Right. But we see generals like General Veers just has like that Darth helmet yeah. helmet on. Yeah. And so like if there's a 
puncture in the thing and everyone gets sucked out into space or whatever like veers is just gonna die but all the stormtroopers inside will be fine have we ever called callus's helmet darth helmet because that is exactly (laughs) what it is (laughs) that's perfect make way for dark helmet all rise in the presence of dark helmet yeah good good one thanks um so they're doing this stuff they're going into the sandstorm and there's a little bit of kerfuffle going on yeah and all of a sudden captain mustache up in orbit gets a call that vader is ordering him to leave and rendezvous with his shuttle yeah which gives Hera some time to make the repairs yeah so Hera is able to make the repairs yeah at first i wasn't sure if this was a ploy by the rebels (laughs) mm-hmm Because it seemed like that. He's like, oh, should I go? He Like, Captain Mustache was almost like, uh, I didn't know what to do. And then he's like, well, I can't get a hold of Callus because he's in a sandstorm. Doesn't have cell reception. All right, I'm out of here. So they take off. Oh, that would be smart. So you think, like, someone transmitted on the Rebels' behalf pretending to be Vader and is like, oh, please come (laughs) back to the rendezvous point. (laughs) That's Uh, Yeah, I thought that was uh, potentially what was going on, but that's not what's happening. It's an actual... Um, it's just good fortune on the rebels' yeah. behalf. Yeah, so Chopper and Hare are able to power back up and fix the ghost. Yep. While um, this is where the plan gets wonky. Mm-hmm. Um, the clones, or no, who knows that you have to shoot the walkers in the neck? Or yes, yeah, Sabine, Sabine says that. Sabine knows that that's a weak spot, yeah. either in- intuitively or. I guess maybe, she has some kind of maybe when she's in the academy academy because we know she was involved with weapons manufacturing yeah. maybe she saw some True. early designs or something so she knew these were coming yeah but yeah it point. seemed very convenient to me I had the same yeah. note well that's actually a good point she would be the one who knew that yeah um, but their plan is to shoot one of them in the neck there are three of them yeah which would give them an opening to then just run again and run by the way is like this they can't be moving more than like <laughs> 15 20 miles an hour yeah. like it's pretty slow like it's i'll give it to them it's probably faster than running but it's not it's not much faster and during the chasing to get into the sandstorm i really like when um they're asked like you know to do like if take evasive maneuvers rex is like you know gregor take evasive maneuvers but his evasive maneuver is very similar to hans in a new hope it's just turn left <laughs> yeah. evasive maneuver is just turn so this is a slow this is a geriatric chase scene yeah totally it's a bit um but ezra's kanan asks the clones to trust him he says, I have an idea. Trust me. You know, we can't mm-hmm. see anything. Their radar is not working. The people in Callus and his stormtroopers, they can't see what's going on. Um, but they know they're ahead of them. Um, Kanan says, trust me. Rex, who trusts all Jedi, says, yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> Which, you know, is, I don't know. Um, yeah. But Kanan reaches out and senses where these walkers are. And puts the their walker, the rebels walker, right in the middle of the AT ATs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's order uh Callus says like do a pincer maneuver 
Um, and I, I looked that up. That's actually, it's a real military yeah, tactic it's real. Yeah. that basically you flank them so that you're on the other side. And so that's what the walkers do, but they end up flanking them all the way. They're surrounded completely, but with Kanan's help, they're able to identify kind of the weak points and things like that, which I think is from a character development standpoint, I liked this um, because yeah. it, you know, obviously Rex needs to trust Kanan who has been kind of a jerk to him. And also, you know, just the fact that he's Kanan's kind of reaching out and saying, trust me kind of shows that his shell's kind of going away a little bit and yeah. he, he can see what happens when they work together, how effective yeah. they can be. And so maybe he can get over his hangups for the good of the rebellion and for the good of helping people, which I liked. Yeah, I agree. I think this is the second half of this starting pretty much from that point. This yeah. is all about character, uh, character development for Kanan. Yep. Um, and Ezra is given Rex's, blue jag eyed helmet to go up on top of their walker with Sabine to take the shot while Kanan guides them. Um, and this is a very, a new hope moment where Ezra can't see anything turns off, you know, turns it off, you know, you know, red five, uh, what's wrong? (laughs) You turned off your, you know, computer. Yeah. Yeah. He turns it off using the force takes the shot with some of Kanan's guidance, hits one of the AT-ATs, and it just falls. Yeah. <laughs> Which I didn't get. I thought maybe the head would break or, you know, it would just become immobile. But no, you shoot it in the <laughs> neck, it just falls over. Maybe that's where, like, its batteries are. It's like, you shoot it in the neck, it's like, owie, and then just falls over. Yeah. It doesn't blow up or anything. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. No, no, um, no. So, yeah, as you said, that gives them an opening to escape. And now the walkers are a little more discombobulated um, and they have an opening. And now they're only being chased by two, which I guess is helpful. Um, I feel like it would have made more sense for them to just keep taking them out in the sandstorm. But Callus, once they shot their their shot, Callus now knows where to target. So he's like. He's like, target where that blast came from. And so maybe that's why they just need to get out of there. Um, yeah. So they're, and they have to get out of there right away because yep. once they, they've given up their position, right? Yep. And so they, at 15 miles an hour, <laughs> haul it. Yep. And run right out of the storm. Yeah. And at this point, the Phantom is repaired. Um, so they the clones offer to keep the empire busy while they escape on the phantom um ezra again this is another time the ezra wants the clones to come with them and they say nope that type of fighting is in my past we will help you escape and thanks for being buds peace yeah um and they're stoked the clones are like pumped to like so like <laughs> well we're gonna if we're gonna die we're like this is like we were this if we're gonna die like this is how we want to go out yeah totally and rex is very like the parting of rex and ezra and kanan is very um i think it's solidifying um with kanan that you know potentially he has a prejudice he needs to overcome like oh, this isn't yeah. this isn't a clone problem this is a like him holding on to past yeah. wounds. Not all clones. Understandable. Yeah, not all clones, man. <laughs> and so he's coming, he's overcoming his, some of his prejudices. And when the Phantom is zooming away, mm-hmm. Ezra is saying, 
Like, what are we going to tell Ahsoka? How are we going to break her the news that we couldn't get Captain Rex back? Because yeah. one of the things that Ahsoka was asking them was to just trust Rex. Just trust them. Yeah. And so Kanan realizes the error of his ways in this moment. You know better than anyone. They won't give up. This fight is going to be their last. the intel i'll rendezvous with you shortly copy that well what are we gonna tell ahsoka rex was her friend even though he was a clone i hate it when he's right because remember the last time he had any interaction with clones the clones were literally turning on him just breaking their trust in the most heinous of ways and so now the clones are sacrificing their lives for these people they just met. And so like, I think that's kind of, you know, a light bulb moment for him, which I thought was, was another cool part. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's big and I think it's really big. Um, I think this is one of the central points of this episode, you know, um, that the Kanan's able to grow and he's not completely, um, stuck in the stuck in the past yeah so i think that, i think that's big yeah and i really um, like this moment um that the clones they just are like all right we're going for it and they're super stoked like you said and they just ram their walker into one of the AT-AT's yeah, legs. yeah i think that's cool i always wanted to see an att fight and AT-AT in like yeah. a big yeah. kind of kaiju battles that was the driving motivator i could have done 21 minutes of just that you know and what's the plot why are we worried about the plot look at it and it kind of crawls up the legs and they're just kind of shooting at it with the cannon while they're almost vertical and they're just like going out in a blaze of glory it's really fun actually yeah and there's only there's only these two walkers and uh, yeah i think that's cool i I think that's such a yeah (laughs) it's interesting it almost looks like a horse at this point and like the legs are like going up like it's like it's Mm -hmm. rearing totally um and the guns are down they're trying to they can't take the shot so they're stuck and the phantom comes in in really cool fashion and outfly kanan ezra and zeb like jump out of the phantom land on top of the AT AT. Mm-hmm. And I love Rex's like kind of nostalgic, like, Oh, this is just like, you know, this is just like old times. And he's like, it's so clear in that moment that Rex has an affinity for the Jedi yeah, um, and for totally. Ahsoka. Um, and also he, he, what's interesting is he never doubted Kanan ever even Kanan's being a total like a total dick to him but never does Rex show any like he never shows any bitterness or like hate towards Kanan which I think and so I think that's probably gotta um jostle Kanan because for Kanan it's not about being a you know what would a Jedi do but it's like what would just a human do like be a good human like it's like something you need to overcome so I love this that reunion of like um yeah yeah that's a great point i think it's really cool so they cut open the ATAT, take out the two stormtroopers inside which is so interesting it only takes two stormtroopers to control this massive yeah oh yeah i always wondered that um because i remember what's in the middle of that thing yeah you get like the play set when i was a kid and it like was basically just a briefcase to hold all your toys like in the inside but i feel like it can't be all just like a giant engine in the back 
Like, what's that open space for? Do they have like office well, space or something? Clearly, there's storage room because at the end of the episode, they escape in speeders that were stored in it. Yeah. So there's other stuff, but I don't know. Yeah, it just seems like a weird design. <laughs> this seems like a deep dive we might have to get into. Yeah, that's a good point. I feel like it's one of those things that if it wasn't so cool and so awesome from Empire Strikes Back, people would think this is really stupid. Yeah. It's like, why do you have a gigantic tank that moves really slow and is just full of empty space? But yeah, I like them. So whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they return, they save the day, the phantom and Ezra and Kanan and yeah, I like this. So they, they take over, they cut into that one and take over the ATT, ATAT and then they turn that ATAT on the other, on Callus's ATAT. Yeah. And so now the old Walker, the clone Walker is messed up. They destroyed Callus's ATAT. And so they end up giving that ATAT to the remaining clones as their new home, which I thought was a fun, fun little thing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Um, but they're able to escape. Um, because that's, this is the one thing I want to bring up actually. So they're able to escape from the ground assault, but it's like, it's fine. We have the star destroyer in orbit. So even if they escape, we'll take them out there. But the star destroyer was called away by Vader. Callus doesn't know this yet. Which at first I was like, that's a little convenient. That's dumb. I don't like it. But the more I'm thinking about it, I feel like it kind of is very fitting that Callus is foiled by bureaucracy, basically. Yeah. Just like, yeah. oh, a higher ranking person wanted the ship somewhere else. So now Callus's whole thing is screwed up. Yeah. And it's not like Vader necessarily knows they're on this mission. Yeah, totally. Um, he's just like, hey, I want this. I don't care. Yeah, like it's invaders character to be like, no, no, just give it, bring it to me. Yeah. And it's part, yeah, so. that's part of the big bureaucracy too. Cause it's like, so Vader calls the, let's just get to it real quick. So the reason that the relentless, the star destroyer was called to meet up with Vader's shuttle with the shuttle comes on, but Vader is not on it. Instead, the fifth brother is on it. Inquisitor. I thought Lord Vader was coming aboard. I wasn't aware that you. Lord Vader has sent me in his place. Well, this unnecessary diversion may have compromised the success of Agent Callus's mission. We must return. I care not for your struggles. I will succeed where you and Callus have failed. Yeah. Um, and so, if you think about this ironically, so he Vader is calling the Relentless to pick up the fifth brother so he can hunt down the rebels. But if he would have never done that, then the rebels would be done for right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's just, yeah, just the terror of bureaucracy i guess yeah uh, what are you gonna do another another day another dollar yeah so what we'll, we'll talk more about the fifth brother in the next episode but just generally speaking how do you feel about the fifth brother first impressions first impressions he's just a stone-faced ring um <laughs> I, t- I honestly first impressions were i don't want just another inquisitor Huh, I was like, this is just another less power, but this is a less powerful inquisitor. Mm-hmm. Um, my first, my first thoughts were like, this is like, uh, this is a video game. Like we just killed one character and like another bad guy just respawning. Like, I don't know. I wanted, I wanted a new boss to fight. Yeah. Um, that's the weird part about it is it's almost like a video game in reverse where you beat the big bad boss and then it goes to a weaker boss. Usually yeah. it's the other way around. <laughs> 
Yeah, and so, but we, I mean, we've seen all the episodes. We know it's not forever. Yeah. Um, Thrawn's introduction, like I wanted a Thrawn. I wanted the next, well, who's the next, um, you know, villain to come in here and, you know, wow us. So, under, underwhelmed by the fifth brother. You know, I I would have I would have even been underwhelmed by the second brother or sister, but I get the fifth. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, just design wise, I re- I like them. I think I think it's a cool design. Um, it was inspired by Force Awakens artwork. I think we. Yep. Yeah. Or, oh. Yeah. 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 I'll, I got we'll some, chat, I got we'll a bunch of that. notes about that because I think the next episode is very uh, inquisitorial. Yeah, we'll save him. We'll save him for the next episode. Yeah, my first impression is I thought it was a cool design, but I kind of agree. Like, it would have been nice to have something a little different. Yeah. So, so that's the review. That's one of the reveals. Yeah. Then our rebels rendezvous at the you know or or back in space, getting away, and we have a one of the big kind of heart string pulling moments of this episode and it's a big one i remember this is it's amazing the yeah. rex and ahsoka reunion and i remember the yeah. first time watching this um was actually a little emotional because like the fate of <laughs> rex and ahsoka post clone wars had a lot of question marks yep um and now to get them alive together um commenting on you know you know yeah you're looking old kind of thing is um <laughs> It's it's a big moment, and I I I remember it being like a well earned, well deserved, like heartwarming moment. Yeah, totally. Um, I like. I think it was Rebels Recon again. They showed like snippets of a interview with Dave Filoni, Ashley Eckstein, and D. Bradley Baker, and they were talking about that moment and what it was like. And because they they uh, Ashley Eckstein and D. Bradley Baker always recorded their dialogue together because they want to be in the same room and uh she said that she kept crying while recording their lines she couldn't she couldn't stop because she was so like overtaken by the emotion of this moment Um, because she just has such affinity for their history and just as d bad bradley baker as a person and i liked dave filoni was just like yeah and i needed to put a stop to that i can't allow their emotions to move me like he he always plays this part where he's just like he's just like plays the curmudgeonly old jerk but you know he's the biggest softy in the yeah. world it's that's just very awesome. sweet yeah that is um yeah and that's how pretty much our episode ends yep. except we get kanan um really like he doesn't he doesn't come forward with saying it but all of his actions have showed like huge growth and that's kind of one of I feel like if there's some big ideas for this episode, mm-hmm. it's trust, trust and friendship kind yeah, of. Yeah, I like that. And we we see that um, exhibited through the growth of Kanan that like, you know, trust has been a big theme for these last two episodes. Um, you know, with Ahsoka explicitly saying it, but then it kind of surfacing in a more implicit ways throughout the episode. Trust in, you know, Ezra's abilities um, and his wisdom and the clones and um, in each other and then the kind of the friendship that binds them. It's like definitely the big themes for these past two. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's the episode.
here at Rebels Rebels have a scale of our current best thing to current worst thing in the Star Wars canon, and then we break this episode. So how would you rank these episodes based on your scale? So my scale, my favorite thing in Star Wars at this moment is the the throne room fight in The Last Jedi. Um, my least favorite thing in Star Wars at this moment is the song Jedi Rocks from the special edition of Return of the Jedi. And so on that scale, I'm going to give this episode a Darth Vader dinner party from Empire Strikes Back because uh, this is weirdly a really good character development moment for me in Empire Strikes Back because I think up until this point, Darth Vader was mainly just a big, strong, brutish, like scary guy that was powerful. And this moment he was like, join me for dinner. And he just kind of like, just like it, it was more nuanced. Like it seems like, okay, he's a little more calculating. Now it's a little more sinister. It gave him a little more color than just being like a faceless bad guy to me. And for some reason that scene, even when I was a little kid, just stuck with me. It also was really shocking to me because it was the first time I really see how powerful he is. Cause remember Han tries to shoot him and he just like yeah. puts his hand up and blasts the bolt with his hand and then just takes Han's blaster from him. That was like one of the first times I just really remember Darth Vader's like flexing. So like, yeah, huh. check, check me out. So I thought that, right. I feel like there's not a lot happening in that moment. Just like this episode, there's not a ton happening really, but there's a lot of character development a lot of cool stuff. And it, I don't know. I think what's in the retrospect, what's like, what's the grade on that? I'll give that a B yeah okay I'm, I'm pretty much right there with you nice. so from a scale of um the death the peaceful death of yoda on dagobah mm-hmm. where we see the lights fade out to han solo got his surname from a <laughs> cheeky imperial yeah. uh, 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 i'm gonna give this episode AT-80s in rogue one which maybe is too obvious, but I thought it kind of fit. Um, you know, it's these things that we love showing up in ways that don't make sense to me. Like, I don't know why there's AT&Ts on ATTs. AT&Ts? Oh, my gosh. I don't know why there's walkers on Scarif. It does not seem like it's a very, you know... It doesn't seem like the train to be mobile for one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why you'd bring those to this fight either. I don't know why you just, it goes back to the aerial bombardment. I don't really get it. But yeah. there are a lot of cool moments. There are a lot of um, nice moments in this episode. Um, I give it a B. It's about a B ranking. Nice. I just looked at the speaking of it. I just looked it up. And the AT-ATs in Rogue One are actually ATACTs because it's a combat transport. So okay. it's different than these AT-ATs. Fair. So cool. Well, awesome. Well, thanks for listening to this episode, everybody. Yeah, thank you. Um, you can check us out. Yeah, be sure to leave us reviews on iTunes, five stars only, and then we'll read mm-hmm. them on our deep dive episodes. Yep. Um, check out those. We're starting to put those out as well. I think they're pretty fun. Um, you can also check us out on Rebels Rebels Pod at on instagram or on twitter or rebels rebels pod at gmail.com to email us but the best way to get in touch with us is to leave an itunes review yeah that's it and uh remember until next time be brave out there and don't look back don't look back bye
ביי. See ya.